Do you want the secret to becoming a profitable entrepreneur? It's not working 80 hours a week. It's not missing out on all the fun stuff in life. It's not feeling overwhelmed or burned out. While becoming an entrepreneur does require hard work, don't get me wrong, it's not what's going to make your business successful. If you want to truly become a profitable entrepreneur, you need to learn how to master your mindset, evolve your skills, and market your services to your ideal customer. You must commit to mastery, become the best at what you do, and never stop learning. Becoming a profitable entrepreneur is 100% possible, and I will teach you how in my free five-day workshop, Profitable Entrepreneur. I want, you to, I want to personally invite you, podcast listener of mine, and you can sign up. The link is on the description of this podcast episode. See you there. This is How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and those visionaries who left their 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy in life by building their own businesses. I'm your host, Pauline Malabai, digital business strategist, director of operations, and agency owner of PMC, where our mission is to cater to visionaries with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. Each week, I give business wisdom and chat with other CEOs on how they are owning their happiness in life. Tune in to find out how to move the needle forward in your business and fully step into your role as CEO. Hello, friends. Welcome to How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and boss moms who left the 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy in life by building their own businesses. And in this episode, I have Brittany Reed. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey so far into entrepreneurship? Yeah, so it happened many moons ago, many years ago. Um, and I was literally just like a, this entrepreneur as a kid. I would, um, I remember growing up and I would like sell jewelry and like lemonade and hot chocolate, like on the corner of like where I grew up, which is what was on a lake. Um, and I was just so fascinated uh, and very multi-passionate as a kid. I was very great at many things. It kind of started then, like when I really, really dive into it, it was like, I, I loved to create things and sell them. And mm. I actually started selling jewelry in a beautiful, like worldly summer shop that opened up for like six months of the year. And I started selling jewelry there and I had many jobs at the time. And then I basically graduated and went overseas and from there, I contracted a lot. So I kind of was my own boss, but I would still have like a sense of security and I'm air quoting right now, but I defined that with the business. Like I was very much like, okay, I'm coming in full time, but this is what it's going to look like for me as well. And so I kind of hopped back and forth and my first experience outside of selling jewelry when I was a young teenager was to I actually started selling jewelry again after creating it in Bali and I sold nutrition programs online so I went into holistic nutrition 
And once I was back from my overseas living and trips and kind of traveling and discovering what I wanted and culture and just lifestyle that I started selling nutrition programs online after I went to school. And that's when I really got a taste of the freedom that I truly craved. So it was really hard for me to keep a job. People loved me in jobs, but it was hard for me to keep the job. Oh my goodness. I can relate. (laughs) I can definitely relate to this. It's like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, Yeah. I was like, what's wrong? And I would quickly grow in the job where I just feel like I just wouldn't resonate with it anymore. It wouldn't be challenging. It wouldn't like light me up, even though I still love the topics that I was, you know, and the things that I was doing inside of that. But I was like, why is this so hard? And I just didn't like that someone was choosing my time for me. And that's when yes. they, I left all of the contract work. I left like I was working all over the place and I'm meeting all over the place. Like I was working with different businesses on contract, doing different things. So I still was sort of owning my time, but I didn't own it completely. And so from there, I sold nutrition programs online. I was mentoring women with their hormones and mainly that was the main thing that I used to do. And then From there, I started traveling and I moved overseas again and I was able to really experience owning my time and just really loving to be able to create my schedule. And that was like my first taste of the online space and that was um, quite a few years ago. And from there, I wanted to help other holistic healers and nutritionists and coaches and uh, wellness practitioners be able to do the same thing. And that's when we moved into opening up and offering individuals like how to take your sacred knowledge and what you have to give to the world and impact it globally. Because that's what I really love is that we get to connect with each other all over Mm -hmm. the world. And I just feel like when we're opening up that space and we're doing that sacred work that is authentic and truthful and with an integrity that we really get to transform the way people are living, feeling, being in their lives. And that's how I kind of merged the spaces of my nutrition background while working with entrepreneurs and really reminding them that this business isn't something that in the coaching industry, if you are in the coaching industry, which I believe that you have a lot of, of your audiences, probably coaches or, you know, service-based businesses that there's this pressure that we need to make a certain amount of money and that will be fulfilling or you're a successful coaching business if you make this or if you're doing this and if you're always growing. But for me, it's about a journey for my clients to really embody and build their business that matches their life and their rhythms of their of their cycles and to get out of this masculine programmed way of operating in business like yeah yeah. so that's sort of my entrepreneurial journey to this moment and kind of who who I love working with and kind of what we support um we support a lot of women I would love to work with men too but I just never seem to attract them maybe because I talk a lot about like periods and and and, uh you know health but it's really just for me being an entrepreneur has always remember like it's always a remembering process that 
I trust myself. I'm capable. Everything I want in my life or want to create is possible. And as long as I'm following my heart and what really feels good to me, everything is going to work out. And I need to let go of all of the other areas that can get me sticky or caught up in my mind and really drop into my body. And that's been the biggest process for me and just watching my clients do that as well. It's beautiful because that's when we really create a business that really matches our life and all and our inner rhythms, you know, so that nothing feels stressful or challenging, but it is a challenge but there's ease through the challenge. We understand that this challenge is coming up for something and there's not this this deep amount of stress that kind of takes us off the rails, right? And sideswipes us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, why I wanted to speak with you is you you practice something called kundalini. Can you tell can you tell my listeners a little bit more about what kundalini is and Am I even pronouncing it right? I've never actually heard of it until I found it out through you. So can you explain a little bit more about and, and you mentioned traveling and that's that's really, really wonderful. Um for um, I have a lot of um listeners who are also kind of budding nomads. <laughs> so you can talk a little bit more about that as well. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners would love to hear how you went about traveling and working at the same time. Yeah. So kundalini is this sacred technology. It's actually bringing together science and energy. So you're working with breath, movement, and sound. And really kundalini is this this energy that lies um, at the very tip of our spine. So when we think about if any of your listeners have worked with chakras, I know chakras are a very kind of common term now, mm-hmm. um, which is so beautiful because it's starting to tap people into these incredible energy centers that we do have. Well, Kundalini is at the very tip and it's kind of like this coiled energy mm-hmm. of our truest essence. It's this unlimited, limitless energy of our truest potential. And when it's activated, a lot of times it's laying dormant and it's not actually moving through the body as it can because of the blocks that happen in the higher, in the chakras that go up the spine and there can be imbalances in the energy. And so what Kundalini really is to me, and we all have our own kind of, you know, definition or you know, explanation of it is just the sacred technology that pairs science with energy around using angles because you're, you are doing these different postures um, or what we would call as kriyas, which is like a specific set movement for a specific result. So it's very specific where you would be doing a practice to wake up the 10 bodies. So in Kundalini, we actually, instead of referring to the chakras all the time, Um, It's more of the 10 body experience. And to me, it's one of the greatest entrepreneurial tools because I believe that Kundalini has gifted me the resilience and the confidence and it changes your energy to actually just drop into that desire, to drop into that result And so we have different practices, you know, when my clients are going through launches, they'll like be practicing a different kundalini practice. And it's amazing just to see what can happen. And it's really because you become the owner of your own power. 
And that's really about Kundalini itself. And so you really get to own your own power and you get to own your own energy and you get to start to understand, oh, this emotion I get to direct. This emotion doesn't have to be me. I get to direct Mm -hmm. this. So, you know, in business, if you're experiencing like say lack of clients, like you want to Mm -hmm. create more clients and you're, you're having a hard time, maybe, or you're, you're experiencing it through the mind is this hard time, you know, actually converting people to clients, to paying clients. Well, in Kundalini, what can happen is you can actually start to practice things to start to change the energy within that starts to then transfer out into your energetic body and starts to change the way you're operating. And you get to drop out of this like, oh, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard mentality into I get to choose that this is harder. I get to choose that this can be easy. And I think um, for a lot of people, that's really difficult especially for newbie coaches, newbie service providers. You know, a lot of people are starting Shopify or Etsy shops now, especially with the holidays. And I think a lot of people really struggle, especially if you're someone who's very much, you know, very logical, very rational, very kind of into numbers kind of a person. Um, They kind of find it really difficult to disconnect and think of things in energy, which I think is you know, a lot of people can resonate with this if they, if they're not naturally, well, I don't really believe in this, but I I feel like everyone's spiritual in some way, but if you're not like naturally open-minded about spirituality, I think it's quite difficult for you to grasp energies in business. They, people, some people are very, you know, kind of masculine energy. And I've been told this before because I've worked in a corporate environment that, where masculine energy thrives, right? There's a reason why a lot of people are men in the top, right? Um, so I think it's really difficult for, for that kind of feminine energy to be, to be valued in business in, in the same way. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to someone who is not necessarily a skeptic, but someone who is struggling to harness, you know, energy work and, um, mm. And it's not just harness the concept of it, but also translate its positiveness to, to better their, their business, right? Yeah. Well, first I want to share that I believe that if we're stuck in the masculine, which is what I believe the world is stuck in right now, mm. if you don't start to tap into your feminine, specifically if you are a woman, that is your truest nature. Mm-hmm. It is your superpower. And that's where we're going. Like that's where we're heading in business is a very feminine, intuitive, but with the support of the masculine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why a lot of women are rising to the top in corporate positions. And the one of the most beautiful sayings that one of, I believe my mentors told me years ago was that the millionaires don't do energy work, but billionaires they know their astrology, they know all of the ins and outs of the energy world too. And I don't like to attach it to obviously numbers of like a seven figure, six figures, you know, like mm-hmm. billionaires that, but it just showed you that like, or like to me, what it tapped me into is that I've always been the way I have energy work. And that has been part of my life since I was a little kid, but it's like, sometimes you believe that that person that maybe you see has a very successful, you know, and profitable business doesn't do energy work, well, they might just not be talking about it. It might, and oftentimes 
when you actually get to know someone, they do start talking about their astrologist, their energy healer, their shadow worker, their body talk practitioner that they work with. And you, I feel like a lot of people would be surprised just how many people actually do do the work and it's why they are successful too. Because if we can't go through our shadows and you know our challenges and the inner workings of our being, it's really hard to feel confident to create the money or to create that program or to create that business of your dreams because you're going to get held up by something that's uh-huh. happening internally. And so uh-huh. if you are someone who is more logical, who needs kind of like research to prove, which is like, I, I bow to you for being that because we need individuals in the world like you. And that's just a superpower that you've, you've, you've incarnated with is that you see numbers really well. You see structures really well. You see that really well. I just invite you to drop into your body and start breathing. Breath is something that we can relate to because we use it every day and it's part of our existence and there's science behind it. And when you start to breathe and you start to really expand your breath, I believe that it opens you up to just really starting to experience and explore more. Oh, let's, can we do it? Can we do three deep breaths together? Right now, yeah, I always draw my audience in. So where you're at right now, if you can find a comfortable position, and if you're a skeptic or you're like, where is this woman taking me? I'm just going to remind you to breathe. That's it. But I'd just like you to elongate out of the spine. So just kind of lifting up out of the chair or where you might be. If you're driving, please do not do this. Please only do this when you are in stillness. You're in a space where it's safe. But just allow your spine to come out, creating more length, kind of imagining the top of your head becoming closer to the ceiling or the sky and dropping your shoulders back and down, just creating some more space within the heart. So this actually allows our chest to open. It will feel really, really nice because oftentimes we spend so much time on our computers or a phone where our our shoulders are coming forward. And if it feels comfortable, just to close your eyes, and I'd like you to inhale on a count to four. And exhale on a count to four. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. You can continue to do this breath, just allowing yourself to slow down the breath and come into the body. You can focus on the numbers if your mind is chattering. And... Just allow yourself to actually feel what it feels like to inhale presently and be present with your inhale and exhale. For me, breath is one of the greatest practices. You're welcome to come out of it or continue while you listen to the rest of the podcast. But 
breath is one of the greatest practices to remind us of our body, to drop into our body, to feel our body and not be in our mind. The mind can sometimes chatter quite a bit when we're getting used to practicing breath work, when we're used to practicing meditation, um, which can be the challenge uh, a lot of people may discover. But breath can pull you into the body and from there you're going to go, wow, okay, I feel just more peace inside. Hmm, I wonder what it's like. And, and all of a sudden, my clients will be like, wow, I see the color orange. Like, Brit, what's happening with this color orange that's coming through? Or I feel this brick wall. Like, I can sense this. this it's like a brick wall. And, and they'll start to just share these, these moments of just what's happening what's coming through, whether they're, they can see it or feel it, or like, there's just a sense and and that's your energy. And, you know, we are energetic beings living in this physical container. And I know that might be esoteric or hard to grasp onto, but the, the thing with spirituality and energy work in that is one, you do want to definitely feel safe and supported with, who you choose to, to go into that container with. And you want that to be, you know, very, very aligned with yourself. But I believe that our beings will never take us to a space that we're not meant to explore. Yeah, absolutely. And just going back on your point, and I love that, by the way, I love breath work, I love meditation. Um, So that was wonderful for me, (laughs) a little bit of a pause during my afternoon. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you, you know, um, work with people with vibrations and what would you do if, you know, you can't, and I, I'm asking more for a lot of people's sanity because the holidays are coming up and sometimes, you know, family can be very difficult during this holiday season. How do you deal with kind of bad vibes as, as they call it <laughs> in, in, in kind of normal, normal, um, day to day, but how do you do yeah, bad with, and in business, um, you have bad clients, you know, bad clients oh, or, yeah. or, or difficult clients rather. And, and I guess like, like difficult energy, like a, a coworker who's very negative, like how does one guard their, their energy, you know, their vibrations in that sense? for for me it's holding ourselves in compassion and acceptance and forgiveness and oftentimes the vibes are never bad there's just something happening that either you're feeling that they don't know of or you know they're living in a wounded pattern and that's what you're experiencing instead of becoming a victim to it holding that person in compassion around going, wow, like, you know, they're really struggling right now with something, you know, and there's something happening. There's this culture of, yeah, like there's bad people or toxic people, which I definitely believe that we need to have discernment and create boundaries, which Mm -hmm. is like, I feel like a program in itself to, uh, learn about boundaries but yes definitely um, especially for a lot of entrepreneurs especially for a lot of new newbies yeah. yeah yeah and in life right to like stand up to someone and say that's not right you know I believe that's what we're learning a lot in 2020 you know of going yes like this is what I want or this is not appropriate yes yes exactly and I think as as more like woke we become it becomes more apparent about people's 
varying, <laughs> varying boundaries. Um, yeah. So yeah. compassion, acceptance and forgiveness for yourself and that person. And, you know, I've had really challenging moments with friends and family and, mm. you know, I've had more difficult clients, but they're not, they're not difficult clients. They're just not actually clients that are meant for me. You know, Um, you know, there's just like, yeah, it's me doing better, better reflection and better work in my business to make sure that our messaging is so clear. So if you're feeling like you're attracting, you know, attracting people that it is really challenging, you know, there's just like one thing after another with a client. Well, you need you as the owner of your business need to become super clear on why you're letting that in. And maybe that's because you don't feel worthy of having someone actually that's super exciting to work with. Or maybe it's that your messaging and your positioning is actually not in alignment to who you're truly meant to be serving. And it's within your own ownership to own it, to own you first before you start to open up containers to help others because you need to become clear and confident and grounded in what you want and what you desire and what you are open for. And, you know, for the holidays, it can be a very tender time. Um, Because you can run away from, you know, clients are not for you, but you can't run away from family. (laughs) Your family. And so, you know, check in with yourself, ask yourself like, okay, well, maybe I do need to put up a boundary. Maybe like I do need to uh, like not go to that party because I do know that, you know, I will experience this type of energy and that will put me into a spiral of overeating or of getting really negative on myself or feeling just really triggered, like whatever it is. I believe a trigger is a teacher. I mean, a trigger Mm -hmm. is an indicator of what's happening in our (laughs) this is such a tweetable in Marie Forleo's words this is a tweetable (laughs) it's a tweetable a trigger is a teacher okay please tell me more (laughs) sorry to interrupt I just love that I just don't know how to use Twitter that's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll tweet that the a trigger is a teacher and a trigger that you experience is just a teacher of something that's happening in your being that you need to look at. Or it's also checking in with going, is this mine or is that theirs? And I'm just feeling it. And so individuals who are very empathic, I believe we're all very empathic, but some people are more empathic, meaning that they just can like being around certain individuals can really, really impact their their mental and, and just general well-being. Mm. And so asking yourself, is this mine or is this someone else's? Because sometimes we actually feel like it's ours, but it's not. Mm. And there's so much power of going, wow, no, that isn't mine. And I'm going to just bless it and hold compassion for that and accept and forgive that person or just accept and forgive this moment because truly it's one either teaching me or it's gifting me an opportunity to be stronger in my boundaries, be stronger in my communication, or it's just gifting me an opportunity to have more compassion and forgiveness and acceptance that that person or that experience was just the experience that it was. And that person's trying to do the best that they can at the Mm -hmm. level of awareness that they have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
yeah, I think that's really, really important with family, definitely. I was speaking to an, uh, one of my interns and she's just moved in uh, with her in-laws and with her mother-in-law because of the lockdown here in Europe. And she was telling me, like, I can't run away. I'm living with my mother-in-law. She's nice, but, you know, it's the lockdown. And I said to her, yes, <laughs> it is a tough situation for everyone. <laughs> but when all the lockdowns started happening and, mm. you know, we are experiencing it right now. So I still feel like it's so relevant is yes. that I, I shared with my family, I'm like, the universe has put us all in our rooms, aka our houses or apartments or places we live to deal with the stuff we haven't dealt with. Mm. And I felt like it was gifting the world the opportunity to come into stillness, which is so mm. uncomfortable when we look mm. at actually how busy world is how many mm-hmm. flights that are happening every day how many sh- like you know how many times you leave your house to go mm-hmm. do all of these little things but do they actually really matter or are they just a distraction from us sitting with ourselves mm-hmm. and going wow you know I lost that job but I also was super unhappy in it yeah for sure you know? or, yeah or I always wanted to start my business and now I have to because I what have is there to do? Like I, I only have time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes people are, I, there's been a lot of successful businesses because they've lost their job. So it was either like swim or die kind of thing. <laughs> or a lot of people. I've spoken to a lot of my associates who, who opened open shop um, yeah. because they didn't have a choice, you know? They didn't have a choice. And so you're getting nudged into the thing that you've been just shoving down, mm. you know, like, oh, I really want to start that business. I really want, oh no, next year, next month, next this, oh, I need to save more money or I need to do this or I need more trainings and this. And like, mm. it's just so much in the mind. And it's like, if you want to start the business, start the business. If you want to scale your business, scale the business. If you want to explore energy work, but there's a bit of hesitation, start exploring your breath. You know, if you want to, whatever you want to do, just, it, it's really taught us to go, you know what? Like nothing is secure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like not secure, like nothing is Absolutely. truly secure. This is why I always so, find it funny when people talk about, you know, contracts and freelance work as not as secure as, as, um, you know, employee, employed work in terms of, you know, like a, with a salary kind of thing. But I always just say, yeah, but then the pandemic happened and then everyone just got fired. If you, you know, diversify your clients, you still have clients of clients kind of thing. So I think it's very interesting. People's kind of mindset is shifting towards, uh, shifting away from like that negative or the stigma around remote working and, which is great. I absolutely, I, I'm very excited with the embrace, the embracement of remote work and working from home. A lot of moms get to be with their children more. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I and, feel so blessed that business was the way it was because, mm. you know, we have a little boy and I, we've never had to talk about anything. When, and I know that if you're listening to this podcast right now, like, I'm not taking away um, by saying the things that I have, the the struggle and this the challenge and the intensity of what it was like to lose a job or to be in a position where, you know, there's hardly any money to feed for the next month. Like yeah. I really honor and I see you and I can see that. I just think it's also a great opportunity to go, okay, well, like 
what can I do for myself now? Like, what can I do to create it? And that's just what I've learned as an entrepreneur is that I feel so safe Mm -hmm. in my body because I know that I can create an opportunity. I know that if my business had to shut down, I would be safe because I do have trust and confidence in myself that I would figure it out, you know, and I would be able to to move forward. And I just hope that you feel inspired about it if you are in a space still where it feels like a big struggle and, you know, that, and I just, I hold compassion for all of our experiences through this because it's really rocked us, um, you know, on different levels. And I feel like we needed that rocking though, to come into deeper alignment and for women, Specifically, deeper, deeper trust with their own body's way of being. You know, like we go through a whole cycle, whether we identify with bleeding or not, or we do physically bleed or not. But this is like a a birthing time to really understand the way your body operates every month. And that we need to stop putting pressure on ourselves to be as productive as last week because yeah. our hormones are different week to week. And we do live in the world where entrepreneurship is a very masculine structure of like you get up and you slay it every day. <laughs> and it's not the case as a woman. We're very cyclical. We have this rhythm that happens every month. And our hormones are our superpowers. They teach you that you know, in when you're ovulating, like that's like the most incredible time to do podcast interviews, to do that big speech to a lot of women usually sell out their programs around ovulation because there's this peak of energy in your being a vibrancy of light because like think of the full moon in that space. And when you are on your time to, you know, to to bleed or whether you don't bleed, you still go through a week of remembrance, of wisdom, of like curation. And that's like a really great time for you to go into the the creative moments of going, what messages am I receiving to create that different program or to come into deeper alignment with a program? And often it's because we're creating programs that aren't in alignment to our energy and the energy teaches us you know, in that week that we're bleeding or maybe we're not bleeding, but in that week when our hormones change again, it's a time of a very inner reflective moment where we're meant to reflect, we're meant to remember, we're, we're meant to hear those, those downloads or hear those creative ideas, whatever resonate or whatever word resonates with you. They're the same thing. And then we come out of that week and we're starting to build up our energy again and our hormones start to build in a different way that supports creation, that supports bringing it to life. Yeah. I find when women entrepreneurs, they, they live their business through that, it effortlessly helps them to create this flow of creation and of implementation and then of selling and then of also reflecting and rejuvenating their energy. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that you spoke about it in the podcast because it's not a topic that's spoken about a lot. And I think we've all know that, well, women um, all know kind of painful periods. Um, it's, a, it's hard to be productive. And it's great that you've mentioned that you don't have to feel like you should be. I think it's just because we live in a very male dominated society that we do feel that pressure. Um, just to wrap things up, Brittany, because I know that 
you have a lot given this topic. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about this work and, and maybe get some help with how to deal with their cycles? Yeah. So we're on Instagram at Brittany C. Reed. There's a C in between my name on Instagram. So Brittany Reed. And then at BrittanyReed.ca um, .ca as well. So Instagram at Brittany C. Reed. And then um, my website, BrittanyReed.ca. And we do have some YouTube. We also have the podcast, How to Be podcast, which is all of the untamed ways of being. And it's really beautiful because we have an array of different entrepreneurs on there talking about their journey and just the untold stories of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. It's something that I like to just break down that paradigm and narrative that we need to keep these, these things kind of hidden um, and not talk about the moments that aren't so celebratory, <laughs> where yes. we're not maybe celebrating you know, a sold out program. We all, yeah, we need to talk about the challenges and talk about the moments where maybe you want to give up and you're years yeah. into your business or, you know, like Absolutely. all of those are what you mentioned. You just recorded, um, with a woman who went back into employment, right? Right. Yeah. That's what we love about it. Like I mentioned to you, like our, my last, uh, podcast recording was about that. Yeah. We, we love the nitty gritty here. And I think it's, we want to reflect life. We want to reflect, what it's like, all the stress, all the ups and downs, all the roller coasters. <laughs> um, so that's the reason that how she owns it um, yeah. is is around. You know, it's to show how we own it. <laughs> so I love it. How well, you to me, how you own it. Just to finish off, is that mm. you own it by being you, and you own it by by actually coming into deep connection with yourself, the way you can own it in your business, out in this world with your relationships, with everything else. You own it by owning yourself and by owning yourself is really dealing with the light and the darkness that comes with this life that we live. Mm -hmm. And by following your cyclical nature of, you know, feeling no guilt and shame around you know, bleeding and having a hard period. Well, you know, that difficult period is actually teaching you something, but the world's just projected that that's the way it has to be for women. And, and it mm. truly doesn't. And so it's following that cyclical nature of yourself so that you can start to be the guide of your own life, which then that's your superpower. And you can create as many millions or you can work with thousands of people or whatever that dream is in your business you can have that because you own yourself, like you own your energy, you're in your discernment, you're sovereign, you're in a space where you know that you can con control and you can actually be the person that operates your own life and your own well-being and you get your power back. And that's kind of the essence of why we work with Kundalini as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. And Brittany does have an online course, which is how I found her. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. I think that your work is really valuable. And yeah, a lot of females need to hear your work and be a bit kinder to themselves because I think as women, and I always talk about this in the podcast, we are socialized to be perfect. And it's almost like we have to really in order to come into ourselves, we have to realize that we don't have to be perfect and have more self-compassion and kindness to ourselves because we give so much to other people, but with ourselves, and I'm, I'm, I struggle with this as well. My housemate has to be like, 
just be kinder to yourself, <laughs> especially for entrepreneurs who are very kind of high achieving and, and want to reach those, you know, financial sales goals. Um, I think it's, it's really, really important that you prioritize, you know, self-compassion and, and love for yourself. So thank you so much for being on the show, Brittany, and reminding us of that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Pauline Malubai Consulting. We are an agency that supports visionary CEOs with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. We are their right-hand partners in building and scaling their operations and revenue streams. We give them the space to own their CEO role. If you want to find out more, visit helpmepauline.com and let's continue the conversation. Hey friends, hope you enjoyed this episode of How She Owns It. If you want to be a part of a collective of purpose-driven female visionaries, join our Facebook group, How She Owns It, for insightful conversations, new friendships with fellow CEOs, and tips and tricks to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Running, building, and scaling a business is hard work, so give yourself credit for owning your definition of success. Now go out and help someone else by subscribing, sharing, and passing this episode on. Give us a review and don't be shy to connect with me on my socials. I can be found at, at CEO Pauline Malubai. See you in the next one.